You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And today we're chatting about a concept that came up in last week's episode with Gary Douglas. That episode is Choose Your Reality. And today we're talking about what is fear. Um, it was really fascinating to me when he, when he and I kind of hit a point in that conversation of, you know, is fear real? Is it a construct? You know, and, and his take was kind of like fear does, doesn't exist. And and um, I really reflected on that after he and I spoke because it brings up all kinds of whatnot, whether we decide to view fear as a something that is real or something that is not real, right? And so then, of course, that begs the question, well, what is real and, and, and what is not real? In a lot of our conversations here at the Superpower Up Network and, and in our curriculum programs, the Superpower programs with our clients, um, where we walk our clients through um, a, por- a curriculum called Redesign Your Reality. And the first portion of that curriculum is, is to master your personal power. Well, part of that process is to look at the construct, the concept, the emotion, the whatever you want to call it, that is fear, right? And, and um, it, it was so interesting, as, as happens with most of, most of our guests, there, there's the element of absolutely what they're saying is truth, and there are always these other dimensionalities to it. And so I think it's important when those processes, those opportunities come up that, that we take advantage of them to flesh things out a little bit. Now, we don't, we don't have to sit and like dig through something ad nauseum, right? I'm not a big proponent of, let's see how many layers we can rip off of in this process, because a lot of times that just ends up being a, how many layers can we create so we, so we can tear them apart. But this concept of fear, I think, is an important one. And so if we look at fear as not being real, which was Gary's point, right? It doesn't exist. Um, what does that do for us, right? And that's really what he was trying to get you all to kind of wrap your minds around was how much are we programmed by this dangle, by this in, impending threat um, that we consider fear? Um, from that angle, absolutely, I'm in total agreement agreement with him and and there's this undeniable truth that that real or constructed it absolutely exists right people have an experience of fear and i was also reflecting on a comment that he made about the idea that in a life-threatening situation you know you get calm cool collected you know and you can persevere through well that's not everybody right not everybody gets calm cool and collected in, in a crisis situation and so so all of those things are, are, are variables in this bigger conversation about fear that, that I want to go over today. And, and I'm, I don't suggest that it's simple, right? It's not something that we're going to resolve within a 20, 30, 40-minute um, podcast. It's because it is very complex, right? We're talking about um, eons of study of, of psychology and, and, and theology and philosophy and everything else, right? And so it, it kind of touches into all components of our existence. So first today, we're going to look at the idea of, okay, let's say it's not real. 
right? We're just going to expand on that conversation from last week. It's okay. It's not real. We don't have to feed it. We don't have to give it energy. And, And from that angle, there's a lot of merit in that dialogue because if we look at emotion, right, which I don't necessarily contend that fear is an emotion, but certainly people experience it emotionally, um, and, and emotion is simply energy in motion. There, in order for us to see something, feel it, experience whatever, there has to be movement. That's the motion piece in um, the projection. So in light, right? So, so the light is present and something has to make that move in order for us to perceive of anything. So when we energize the component of fear, which obviously is a collective, whether, again, Gary refers to it as the collective unconscious, right? Whether you say it's a collective consciousness, unconscious, whatever, it's always creating on, some, on, on behalf of some aspect of us. Um, it's present within that collective construct. If we pull it out, wouldn't it be a fascinating study to kind of see what are all the ripple effects of that? Like, and, and I, for my personal existence years ago, I, I did this little experiment of, okay, what are all the things that I do that are governed by, dictated by my fear? And one of the most phenomenal books I've ever read on this, again, I read it eons ago, so you got to kind of give it a, 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 a grain of salt here with regard to what frequency you're sitting at right now. But Deepak Chopra's book called um, Why is God Laughing? is It's one of those, you know, storytelling type books in the beginning and then the the lessons, this is how to do it, kind of coaching construct in, in, in the back of it. But if you at least just read the, the story, it does a phenomenal job of depicting all the ways that we make decisions based in fear. Well, let's back keep backpedaling a little bit, this reverse, reverse engineering component. And if we really decide that fear isn't real, it doesn't exist, we don't have to feed it, we don't even have to really talk about it anymore, then wouldn't it stand to reason that all of the decisions that we make that are typically propelled by fear we have to rely on some other mechanism to make those decisions. And it's, and it, and it is a fascinating experience because once you start pulling back those layers and kind of tugging on those threads, I predict that where you'll find yourself is similar to where I found myself, which is this idea that as we develop our opinions and our thoughts and, and what we think has to happen next, and we disentangle that from a fear component, we no longer respond to stimulus in the same way. Um, in fact, you can actually get to a place where you don't necessarily make decisions. What you're doing instead is you're feeling into where that motion is, right, at those higher frequencies, where that movement is, and you're able to follow it, right? Um, they call it like a state of ecstasy, you know, and stealing fire. They talk about that a lot and um, and, and a lot of um, personal development or spiritual growth kind of uh, curriculum or, or modalities speak to this often in different language. But it's this idea of being in um, where we train people in that intuitive channel, right? Well, if you don't know where you get your intuition from, then it's difficult for you to stay in your intuitive channel. But once you've identified that, you kind of have your sweet spot. Like we all have that experience if you've been on a journey for more than a day of what it feels like to be in communion with the divine and, and not in opposition to, well, certainly we can all um, agree. I'd imagine that that fear is in opposition to now fear may have been gifted to us from the divine to guide us in certain things. You know, that's a whole other aspect of the conversation, but ultimately fear 
leads to some element of separation from the divine, right? Within the divine, within the embrace of that, there's truly nothing to fear. Um, so we're going to stick with this topic again. We're, we're talking about what is fear, and we're piggybacking off of last week's episode with Gary Douglas on Choose Your Reality. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back and, and, and listen to it, kind of get a refresher there, because that, that was a conversation that spurred this whole um, inquiry into the concept of fear. Um, we're going to take a quick break, but before we do, just know that these are elements, these are concepts that we put into practice in our real world, in our real life, and we do it through our superpower programs. And if you're at all interested in up-leveling your existence, um, not, again, that, that, that kind of phraseology is used and overused too often, but what I'm really speaking to when, 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 we, when we guide people to those programs who feel like they're a good fit, you know you're a good fit when, when you kind of have done a decent amount of journeying. Again, you have a level of psychological privilege in the sense of, um, you, you know, you, you've, you've at least done a decent job of chipping away at Maslow's hierarchy, right? You've got your basic needs are met. You've had success on some level. You've got, you're able to have relationships. You know, they, they are, there are really well-adapted therapy models and counseling models and support mechanisms if you don't feel like you have that psychologically privileged kind of position. But if you do, and and you're looking for something more then our programs may be just the best fit for you. And if you go to superpowerexperts.com and click on the superpower programs tab, then you can read about them, you can go you can download our app as well. If you go to superpower net, um, in the app store, wherever you get an app, you can also go to the programs tab there getting help training, um, all our evolution stuff and, and walk through the quiz. Um, if, if you're interested, we also have a readiness assessment that you can feel free to take just to get a gauge for, is this, is this a good thing for me right now? Is this in resonance for me? And is it the right timing? Um, we're, we, you know, we're happy to help you kind of assess that for yourself. Um, but to, you know, take, take a moment to check that out. If this resonates with you and calls to you and for sure, stick with us. Cause we'll be back right after the break to expand on this concept of fear and dive more deeply into it. We'll be right back. Hello everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, executive director of superpower experts. And we want to thank each of you for making superpower up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter, we now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Very good. You're listening today to the Superpower Up Network. This is Disrupt Reality. I'm Tonya Don Rekla. And if you missed the first part of the show, I'm not sure how you would do that on a podcast, but perhaps you did. Go back, listen to the first part of it. We're talking today, um, piggybacking off of the show we did with Gary Douglas last week on Choose Your Reality. Again, he's Access Consciousness fame uh, founder there. Uh, We love having Gary on the show. And in that conversation, we hit a little bit of a, hmm, like a question point around the concept of fear. We didn't dive too deeply into it in that conversation because we're focusing really on choosing your reality. Um, but I think it's worth looking at because if we continue to be propelled in a subconscious manner by fear, 
whether again, whether it's it's a completely constructed concept or it, it's an actual thing, which I, I'm not sure I would argue anything's an actual thing within the construct anymore, but perhaps it is. Um, I contend it doesn't really matter because if we believe it to be real, it's real, like end of story. And we can actively choose to not make it real in our existence. But for most of us, we're not, we're not so um, well adept at just making things disappear that we're pretty well convinced in every cell of our body is real, right? We are programmed with this component of fear, most of us. And if you're not, I'd love to chat with you, but most of us are programmed with some element of fear through society, schooling, parenting, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? Like even even to the extent of don't put your hand on the stove because you're going to burn it and, and it's going to hurt. That's, that's a programming based in fear. All of us have that on some level. And so whether it, it was completely constructed or a natural aspect of our existence, who knows? Some people argue that it's a biological kind of survival mechanism. Others Uh, You know, I think to Gary's point, it was like, maybe, but really, like, if you need to run away from a life-threatening situation, you're going to run away from a life-threatening situation. Like, we have incredible survival mechanisms built into our system. Does the mind really help us in those moments? I don't know, right? Because now we're talking about mind, thought process. We're talking about emotional responses. And some of it depends on your design, right? So if you have, if you get your intuition through emotional energy, you're going to experience fear in a very different way. Then if you don't get your intuition through emotional energy, or maybe you're uh, designed to be a true empath, again, very different. You're going to experience fear in in a different way. And so it's helpful if you know that about yourself. But if you don't, just play a little game, right? Ask yourself, like, okay, where where am I allowing fear to dictate my decision making? Now, most of us who are adult and mature and professional on some level and educated on some level or intellectual or pride ourselves on logic, most of us won't readily admit to allowing fear to run our decision-making. Um, but most of us are lying to ourselves because it's, we call it things like um, irritation or analysis or strategy or blah, 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 blah. And most of that is rooted in some element of Fear, some aspect of us feeling threatened in some capacity. Now, these are subtle, 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 subtle um, signals that we're talking about here, folks. And this is advanced training on this matter, right? Most of your maybe sitting here going, I, I very rarely experience fear. And it's like, well, that's awesome. And I would contend that if we dig under those surfaces, there's still a subconscious component that's happening rooted in fear that was developed during some survival moment of yours, some trauma moment that, that you're not aware of. And it's, and it's playing out in ways that you can't quite explain. And the reason how you can know, this is, this is the secret. This is how you know if that's happening for you is that you're receiving things back from the projection that your logical mind is claiming. I didn't ask for this, right? That's my favorite thing. When clients bring that to us, like I, I, I didn't create this. How, how could I possibly create this? I didn't ask for this. Like, yeah. And unfortunately, most of us aren't really all that in tune to all of the different aspects of us that are asking for things in every given moment. And very few of us have the ability to manage those pieces that are asking for things contrary to what we consciously think we're requesting from the universe. So consequently, we're continually getting something back. And it's usually in one or two areas of your life, whether it's money or relationships, or business success, or identity, or, or um, you know, 
persona, whatever, whatever your kind of main cross is to bear this lifetime, it will continue to pop up in that until you see it for what it is and recognize that for the majority of your life, or at least back to some inception point, you've been operating from some element of fear that you're not consciously aware of. And it's crafting and creating on your behalf, unbeknownst to you, typically. Um, and, and and so when you can kind of see that, it's like, wait, that's that's fear talking. And I know this. I, I understand how resistant we are to facing that. Um, but it's present and it's provable. And you always, 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 always can trust the projection, right? You are only going to get back that which you are sending out. End of story. And it's a direct response mechanism. If you don't like what your life looks like right now in any capacity, in any of those areas that I talked about, then I guarantee there's something that's creating on your behalf that you're not consciously aware of. You can keep banging your head against the wall, or we can take a look at that and see, okay, how do we do that differently, right? Um, and there are, and, and I've never had a situation in the thousands of people that we've walked through this, this kind of part of the growth process I've never had a situation where that wasn't intimately connected to that person's big work here, their mission, their purpose, how they're going to help people, who they're going to help, where they're going to serve, what are they going to contribute to, and all of that good stuff that really drives most of us into this um, continual self-discovery process. Again, you can stay in this prison that you've kind of created for yourself you can keep decorating it however you want to you can pretty it up if you'd like but ultimately if it's at its core not producing the results that you want at some point you'll you'll probably get to the frustration level that is required to say okay somebody tell me why i i don't i'm done wanting to be right and holding to this notion that I don't operate in fear and that I know what's going on and da 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 And of course I know how to do this because look, I proved over here. I know how to do this and look, I created this and don't you know how successful I am? And don't you know who I think I am? You know, usually we all have to get to some level of frustration, particularly those of you who've been incredibly successful um, in your existence. Usually that's connected to money or status on some level. It's really, really difficult for those personas to step back and say, wait, 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 is it possible that I'm being propelled by some element of fear, again, rather real or constructed, if subconsciously your aspects are creating on your behalf an, a, a reality that you claim you don't want, you, you got to take a look at those discrepancies. Or again, you're, it's, it's you know the Einstein's definition of insanity. You can keep doing what you're doing, but to expect different results is pretty insane. Um, so either accept the fact that you're just going to keep getting everything that you've been getting and keep so you can keep doing everything the way you've been doing it or say what matters more to me is seeing change in this env environment in this direction therefore i'm willing to do what it's going to take to alter that it's just choice um you don't have to do this growth you don't have to do this developmental work this lifetime um i'm sure you'll pick it up another lifetime it, but but there's this that that's really it, right? In every moment, are we going to choose to continue to feed, energize, give motion to this element of fear? Call it threat, call it um, insecurity, call it irritation, call it anger, call it frustration, call it whatever, all of these kind of words that we pride ourselves on that aren't fear because we think fear might make us look weak. So we, we pretty it up. We call it something else. 
but it's all crafting something um, not attractive to you in your environment. The, the choice is in every moment, where are you going to put that energy? What are you going to give energy to that creates that motion that is what actually constructs our perceived reality? I know it sounds like what, huh? But if we're all being incredibly honest, there's an aspect of this that absolutely rings true in our bodies, even when we don't totally understand the components, right? The beautiful thing is understanding is not necessary. It really isn't. If you follow the resonance of it and say, whoa, I don't know what the heck she's talking about here, but it kind of rings true. What's this weird, wacky stuff she's discussing, you know? And then, I don't know, explore it, right? Listen to more of our podcast shows. Like maybe check out the programs page, like whatever, go and, you know, take a class, go engage, ask other people, hey, have you ever thought about this concept of fear? Like, what is it? We all talk about it. Like we have an agreed upon definition, but nobody really knows what it is. It's kind of like trying to define sex, right? Little sidebar. I, I took every single class with the word sex in the topic or in the title in college, right? I have basically had a minor in sexology because I'm fascinated with it, what attracts people to each other and how we act around each other and what do we do with each other and why do we do these things and why do we crave these things and what what is the relationship between our minds and our bodies and our endocrine systems and all of this other fun stuff, right? That's just a fascination I have. And during one of the classes, I'll never forget, like, you know, a lecture size of, I don't know, 200 people or so, like trying to define the word sex. We all talk about it like it's the same thing, but nobody really has a shared definition of it. Same is true with fear, right? Um, but we talk about it like we know what each other's talking about. Um, and, and so when we, when we operate off of assumptions, well, we're basically saying to the universe, we're kind of okay with whatever you want to throw back at us. We're, we're, we're going to be lazy in our thinking, which means we operate in assumptions and don't bother to dig too deeply beneath the surface. Then we, would, then we deserve lazy responses and lazy results, right? Or you can take some management, some control over your thinking and what's happening in your internal landscape, thus giving yourself more, quote unquote, control awareness of the external landscape. It's a more harmonious way of being. But there's no obligation to do that. Just accept the fact that if you choose not to, then you're basically relinquishing your right, your control to anything that you create in your environment because those subconscious pieces, those subtle signals will create much more powerfully than your conscious signals because they're being allowed to operate without any sort of oversight right? When we're consciously aware of something, we're observing it, we're watching it, we're on top of it. But when you are refuse to take a look at what's happening beneath the surface in your subconscious, then you kind of deserve whatever it is that you get. You know, end of story. Um, I'm sure that's going to trigger a lot of people. And no, of course, I'm not victim blaming. And no, of course, I'm not, uh, I don't know what other, all the other catchphrases are about not having to take ownership of your existence. That's not what we're discussing here. This is solely for those of you who keep who say, I want something different, and yet I keep getting more of the same. Well, in order to get something different, you have to be willing to be different, which means doing things differently, okay? And for those of you who really are ready to do that, we, we can help. For those of you who really are not, then stay with what you got. No judgment. It's, it's just preference, right? And sometimes we do both, right? We have some 
um, some moments of, of, of where we just want to the comfort of how we used to be. Okay, you can relax back into that for sure. And how you used to be is going to result in what you used to get. If you choose to change what you're getting, then it's going to require some um, change of your internal landscape. And, and the way that we manage that is by training people to master their personal power, not because we think that we're supreme beings and can lord it over anybody, but because managing your internal landscape is absolutely necessary for you to be able to commune with the divine to operate intuitively because otherwise you can't hear it, right? Those subconscious pieces are so much louder um, than, than the divine is for, for most people because they've trained themselves not to listen when that intuition speaks. Um, a lot of stuff here. I get it. You can go back and review this conversation. Uh, but ultimately, I'll, tra- I'll, I'll circle it all back to where we started today, which is this concept of fear and outlining that how fear controls and it controls through the subconscious and it, and it, and it's, it controls through this idea that it doesn't exist or that it is um, kind of out of our control to manage. Like it's this thing that happens to us. And that, that to me, I think is ultimately where Gary was, was pointing at is you reach a level of awareness where fear doesn't exist. It isn't real and you can see it for what it is. But in order to get to that place, folks, you have to be willing to stop feeding it, which means when you're facing it, when it feels so incredibly real, when that threat feels so imminent, you have to be willing to stop, take a deep breath, take a pause and say, wait, what is it that I'm really afraid of here? What is the threat? Because if you look under the surface of those pieces, you will always find that there's no oomph, there's no depth. There's no substance to it. If it can keep you afraid at a superficial level of just about everything coming at you, then it never has to say to you what you should really be afraid of. If you stop to ask, if you have the courage to stop and ask, you'll find out that there's really nothing under the surface. Okay. I I encourage all of you to take up that practice. Um, Really get clear with yourself about what is fear to you? How do you perceive of it? And how is it dictating your life? Again, go back to the reference that I made to uh, Deepak Chopra's book, Why is God Laughing? Phenomenal, really quick read of a story of all the ways that, that not all the ways, but a lot of the ways that fear dictates our decision-making. And when you can look at it through that lens, you take one step closer to being free of it. Um, But freedom comes at a price. And you have to be willing to take some responsibility. If you are, we're willing to help. Um, but regardless, listen to the net. Again, we love you all. We know you all are listening, still climbing in the charts. Um, almost what what 1.5 million a month now. Um, you know, here at some point it won't even be fun to keep track of the numbers because they'll be so big. But it, it's just remarkable to me that so many of you are listening religiously, quote unquote, uh, and and are consuming this content and that. It matters. Um, and, and so we appreciate you. Again, go download the app, Superpower Net, in the App Store, wherever you get the app. Take the quiz if you haven't done that already. And stay tuned because we've got a lot of really exciting stuff coming around the corner in 2020. Um, and if there's something else you want to see from us, a topic you'd like for us to cover, be sure to write in. Let us know. You can write into experts at superpowerexperts.com. Um, and if you want to be on the show, go to bookme.superpowerexperts.com. If you've got something to talk about that fits into the topics of one of our 
shows, then then feel free to go there. Um, and if you're you want to know what this whole podcasting in a high vibrational collaborative way is all about, that's creating such amazing results, you know, ping us there too. That's we don't we don't really publish that opportunity very much. It's a invite only process, but we're happy to have a conversation and, and see if it's something that um, feels in resonance for you. And if you feel in resonance for us, lots of ways to play with us, folks. No excuses. Expand your horizons. Get out there. Take a look at things from a different angle. And I think you'll be shocked at what you see. Um, again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate your loyalty. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.